Five-Year Mission, the podcast, episode 44. This episode of Five-Year Mission, the podcast is brought to you by Fansets, your home for all things pop culture pin related. Head over to fansets.com and see all that they have to offer. And also stay tuned at the end of the episode for a very special offer from us here at Five-Year Mission. Uh, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> Ferengi. Ferengis? Ferengis. Ferengi. Yeah. Ferengi. Ferengi. Phalanges. Right. <laughs> They're named after fingers. Ferengi. Ferang. Ferengi. I'm, like, terrible. With, I'm terrible with names. Like, I don't remember any. I remember Quark. Yeah. And I kind of can say Ferengi every once in a while. <laughs> By now you figured out that this is the five-year mission podcast. Welcome to five-year mission the podcast. Easy there, Trigger. <laughs> I just wanted to beat you to it. You did a pretty good job of that. Do you want to finish it off? Uh, the only podcast, wow, made by made by a, a band what? called Five Year Mission. Wow, you don't even know the actual line. I don't know. Do you have an actual line? Do you think I really pay attention to what you say? Welcome to Five Year Mission, the podcast, <laughs> the only podcast hosted by a band called Five Year Mission. I'm Andy Fark, and I'm joined to my left by Mr. Mike Rittenhouse, who tried to do the opening. I mean, yeah, it is hosted, but yeah. we also make it. Yeah, like, but that's not the line that I use. So. That's, no, mine's more accurate. What did they used to say on Salute Your Shorts? Get it right or pay the price. I don't know. I didn't watch that. You didn't... How did you never watch Salute Your Shorts? I don't know. That seems right up your alley. I saw like two or three of them probably. Like Budnick, who went on to become a metal guitarist? I don't know. You're using words I don't know right now. <laughs> you don't know the words metal guitarist? No, I know those words. Anyway, we got a great <laughs> guest tonight. Um, I, I, I know Spudnick. I mean Sputnik? No, Spudnik. Is that a potato-based? Yeah, it's, it's Ross's costume from the Halloween episode on Friends. <laughs> Welcome to Five Year Mission Podcast, <laughs> the only podcast hosted by a band called Five Year Mission. Take two. <laughs> we have a great guest tonight. Uh, he is a local comedian, soon to not be local yeah. comedian. I don't know what it is with this curse of comedians appearing on Five Year Mission the podcast that wind up moving away like doing this podcast is the goal once we do it we can go yeah you're you're, go, you're going places yeah uh you have seen him all around town he's soon going to be a chicago comedian you may have heard him on the bob and tom show yeah yeah uh, please welcome to the show mr mitchell potts hey how's it going oh i also should have mentioned another one of the co-hosts of uh cook on high for oh 30 that minutes. is a now defunct podcast i know <laughs> damn it no Every time I go on stage, Alex brings me up as a co-host, and I just want to tell him, like, we haven't done we haven't done an episode of it in, like, four months. Yeah, you're moving away. How are you going to eat the same foods? Yeah. Oh, I'll still eat the same foods. <laughs> You'll go out and find <laughs> them? Yeah, I'll find the crap cake poppers. Ew. What a, what a crossover episode this is. Oh, my God. Well, we did, we did the same thing with Pat, except it was over Zoom. Oh, yeah? So, yeah. Yeah, so did he, like, eat while you guys discussed Star Trek? No, he was just, he was just doing dabs while we were... No, that sounds about right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's actually a knowledgeable Star Trek fan. Oh, I'm, obviously. I'm yeah. going to be completely different. Not that I dislike it. I don't have a problem with it. I just have... <laughs> 
no experience in it. No, but see, that's that's what I want out of these episodes when I bring comedians on is to have the guests have zero knowledge of Star Trek. Oh, I um. So my the only knowledge I have is I saw the 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 first J.J. Abrams one. Oh, just Star Trek the two thousand nine. Yeah. yeah, the movie. What's the what's the feeling in the community about that movie? Is it divisive or do people mixed. generally like it? It's mixed. Yeah. It's like, uh, how do you guys feel about it personally? It, I like it. I like yeah, the first uh, one. We, yeah, we like it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I, I like that one, and I like the third one that they did. Yep. Uh, the second one... Bad, yeah. Bad, yeah. That's, that, that's, that's the bottom. If, if I were to rank every single Star Trek episode and movie and everything that, that has been made, that would be at the very bottom. Holy shit. Yeah, is um, is it, that that one's also divisive, but I think a lot more people share that opinion um, that Star Trek Into Darkness is not very good. The the like I I don't know if this is controversial, but like the most like highly regarded one is Wrath of Khan, right? Or do you guys have different? T- t- I'd say that's typically, the most known. That's the most least. known, but not. I I feel like okay, so I, I won't get too deep into this, but yeah. I, <laughs> Mike has opinions on this one. I feel like Wrath of Khan is considered like the best one. I'm making air quotes yeah. mm-hmm. because of the lore. Like it, you, know, they had ten years with no Star Trek, and then Star Trek became really popular after, long after it was canceled. Then they made the motion picture, mm-hmm. which is a fantastic movie, but it's also a snoozer. Most of it. Like if you've been waiting ten years, that is not the movie you were waiting for. Yeah, <laughs> and then. Uh, you know, a couple of years later, they made Wrath of Khan, which is a lot more what I think the fans wanted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it had a Khan who was a character from the show. And, it, you know, it was all this like submarine battle in space and all exciting with explosions. It was just basically like the hunt for Red October in space. Yeah. So, you know, as soon as that came out, everyone was like, this is the greatest thing ever. And then, you know, the next movie, Search for Spock, was pretty good, but not quite the Wrath of Khan. So mm-hmm. I think right around that time is when everyone was like, they'll never top the Wrath of Khan. That's the greatest thing that they've ever done. And it just like kind of snowballed for, for 30, 40 years until now <laughs> yeah. when, when it's like, if you even begin to say, oh, I don't think the Wrath of Khan is that great. You got, you know, 5,000 fanboys jumping down your throat. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? It's the best movie ever made. Like, okay. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's no voyage home, but all right. <laughs> Were they the one with the whales? Yeah. Okay. I'm done. You can continue now. (laughs) (laughs) So we got some background on what you know about Star Trek. I know about the existence of Wrath of Khan. I've seen the first J.J. Abrams one, Mm -hmm. and I've watched the episode today. And and that's it. (laughs) So so you've seen a movie... You know of another movie. <laughs> and I watched today's episode and uh, a quarter of that uh, race episode. The the, the, the oh, Civil Rights episode. The stars. Yes, yeah. I watched like a quarter of that and then I was like feeling sick. Not from oh, the episode. No, yeah, you actually <laughs> not, were sick. Not, not from the episode, but yeah. I was ill. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember because we had to reschedule yeah. this one. Which honestly... Thank God we did, because yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't want me to talk about that. No, we were supposed to have another comedian, David Brooks, come on and do Far Beyond the Stars, who is a, a, a black comedian. And we're just going to have him watch that. And then I was like, hey, Mitchell, you want to come in and hop on this? And then David Brooks cancels. And I was like, hey, Mitchell, you want to come and represent the black race? 
<laughs> no. no, no, I do not. Also, I'm sick. So, <laughs> thank God so that yeah, happened. Talk about this episode. I've never been <laughs> happier than you got sick, Mitchell, because <laughs> that could have been disastrous. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been very uninformed, I'll tell you that much. Well, I mean... On my end. Well, to be fair, we did have you... Let's get into this. We had you watch the episode from Deep Space Nine, The Magnificent Ferengi. Yes. And as a non-Star Trek fan, I... Or at least with limited exposure to Star Trek, I should say. Um, I thought that might be... An odd jump off point for yes. somebody. <laughs> uh, so it took me two and a half minutes before I Googled Ferengi Jewish and I got about 70,000 hits on Google oh, yeah. for it, oh, yeah. <laughs> including a TV Tropes article that just said Space Jew. Wow. <laughs> there was an entire like TV Tropes thing about it. Yeah, they weren't messing around uh, with they, that. They, they absolutely weren't. Um, they It was pretty heavy. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, there's a, there's a lot of. Think it wasn't pieces. like super subtle. <laughs> no, what they were trying to go for. No, a lot of the times with a lot of like the representations of other races and things like that. Like this is an allegory for this race. This is an allegory for this race. Like sometimes they could not be uh, subtle in like that whole representation. I guess that that was kind of a trend in like. MMORPGs until like 2014. So I guess yeah. at a certain point, that's what fantasy was. Yeah. But yeah. It's like re representations of like what's happening on Earth right now and everything. Yeah. 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 Exactly. But, um, <sighs> but yeah, interesting. I mean, that's that's interesting. Star Trek in a nutshell. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Since, since, since 1966, that's basically been the story. But the Ferengis were basically just all Billy Crystals. <laughs> <laughs> they got into wacky hijinks. They oh, yeah. danced around. They so, they city, were showmen. City slickers in space. They were definitely city slickers. <laughs> they... <laughs> They weren't great with guns. I wouldn't. They didn't proper. They didn't practice proper gun safety, which led them into some trouble later in the episode. Bad trigger discipline. Uh, yeah, very bad trigger discipline. Um, they liked money. Well, they, yeah. they love talking about it. Oh yeah, the, the the more you get into the Ferengi lore, you'll you'll see. Like when when they when they just when they go into church to pray, they actually have to put like a little slip of latinum inside like a piggy bank looking thing. And, like, that's how they get their prayers answered. Wow. <laughs> Incredible. It's it's a whole thing. Is there, like, a Ferengi Ark of the Covenant? Is there is there an episode where they buy every newspaper in no. space? There, <laughs> no. there, there is an episode where um, there's a character who hangs out at Quark's bar called Morn. Mm -hmm. And uh, Morn fakes his death because... You know, he 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 pulled this heist years ago with these other uh, people and they're all coming to like try and find his his riches. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and Quark, uh, he they, he leaves it to Quark and Quark opens this thing and it's full of latinum and it's all like glowing and it glows in his face. There's your Ark like, the like like the yeah, like the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's like it's like kind of that moment, you know, he it's. It's, there, it's nothing special. It's just a lot of latinum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it glows. All right. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, they really, yeah, nope, just no sub <laughs> subtlety <laughs> with, with these guys. No, it's a, but, uh, I wanted to bring you in on this because, like, 
Ferengi episodes are so polarizing within the Star Trek community. P- people either love them or hate them. They're like space, the three stooges. Yeah, that's basically what what they are. I it's mean, all c- 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 kind of complete with like the yeah, running chase scenes. They and do. Everything. They have all the physical comedy. They're, uh, you know, they get into Larry David esque arguments with each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's, there's another episode called Little Green Men that's, that totally fits right into this description. Time are, episode. Are, yeah. They yep. basically always comedy. They never have like a serious moment, do they? There's a few Rarely. serious moments. Yeah. Actually, uh, there is uh, the Battle of AR549, AR mm-hmm. where Nog, that you we were talking about before the episode, uh, he gets his leg blown off. Oh, damn. And then, like, a couple episodes later, you get to see him go through, like, PTSD and everything. It's a very serious episode. Oh, wow. It gets heavy. And it's, like, I, it's, it's considered one of, like, the best Star Trek episodes of all time. So people like people like that Ferengi-based episode. Or was that, like, B-plot? Yeah. Or was that A-plot? That had oh, to have been A-plot. A-plot. Yeah, yeah, that had to be A-plot. Yeah, I, in fact, I don't think that episode even hardly had a B-plot. I don't know. I mean, if it did, it was, like, like one or two scenes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. This episode didn't really have a B plot. It just felt no. it just felt like B plot. <laughs> oh, it was <laughs> it was it was absolutely it was, a B plot that got turned into an entire episode. Yeah, they're, they're like let's go on a wacky adventure. Yeah, it was just like it was basically like an Ocean's Eleven, except <laughs> the, except instead of stealing money, they're trying to get Moogie back. Yeah, <laughs> which uh, Moogie is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Moogie is uh, the mom of Quark and Rom and the, I guess, grandmother to Nog. I never, it always feels so weird to call her a grandmother. He calls her Grand Moogie. That's right. I guess I never noticed that before. And, and after Rom and Lita get married, he starts calling Lita Moogie. That's right. That's right. Yeah, uh, Lita that you saw in the beginning of the episode, that was one of the bartenders. Uh, Rom and she are married. All right. Like on the show. Okay. Hilarious. That sounds. It's, it's just like a whole odd couple type thing. <laughs> um, but um, now watching this episode, what did you have more questions beyond this that like you were escaping you? Um, I don't really think I had a lot of questions. It seemed like a basically self-contained plot. Mm-hmm. I knew that the Ferengis were not main characters they didn't have main character energy well, i was like this is a b-plot episode with yeah, some yeah. b-plot care is there is there any frangie character that's like an a-lister quark, on the, is. quark, quark is a yeah, A-lister. He's, he's a main character so on he'll the show. like show up and like do some cool stuff yeah and like and R- rom is in a lot i mean he's not in every episode the end, he's but, more, but he's more. probably in like at least a third or maybe half of the episodes of the show mm-hmm. yeah but like quark is like in Nearly every one. Yeah, like pretty much every Mostly, episode. Yeah. And he's in the first episode of Voyager. Oh, that's oh. right. Someone's got to slip all the Star Trek nerd stuff in here. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's not going to it's not going to come from me. I don't I can't. Well, you're also giving me Voyager knowledge and um do you not know, know anything about Voyager? I I know very little about Voyager. It's my least favorite series. Uh, when was it? When was it? Oh, that was recent. R- that was or? right, right after Deep Space Nine. It, okay, I, I, it ran alongside Deep Space Nine for yeah for, for, first for like two seasons. four or so five years. What this oh, was like five, early two yeah. thousands, late nineties. Yeah, okay, I was gonna yeah. say like Star. Does Star Trek kind of is it like a like a space Law and Order where they try to cover <laughs> like <laughs> current events but oh, in yeah. a space format? I just wanted to know if there was like a Space Nine Eleven episode. <laughs> <laughs> In Voyager. Um, is pr- probably the 
the the the catalyst that leads into the Zindi arc and on Enterprise, Enterprise, which oh which, Florida, which of That's course right. was like you know about one or two years after that happened is when they made the that episode and that season. Yeah, there was a like an alien race on Star Trek Enterprise that uh, just basically built this like a super weapon, and it took it was like lasered most like Florida in half. <laughs> Okay, why is Florida around? It, it, yeah, it, 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 it just you know showed up and zapped a random spot, and it just happened to be Florida. Florida. Yeah, That's right Florida. in half too. Where of course one of the crew members of the Enterprise's sister was still living was in Florida. So they do go down to Earth. Affair. Like Captain Kirk was like from Kansas, right? Is that Iowa? Iowa. Okay. Yeah. Oh, close. Oh, uh, uh, what's the name of the city? Riverside. Uh, Riverside, 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 Riverside. So yeah. they will occasionally go to Earth. Like the human yeah. characters are from Earth. Are there like humans from planets that aren't Earth? There's been yes, a few that are from like yeah. moon colonies and it, things like especially that. Especially by the the next gen time, which mm-hmm. is what Deep Space Nine is. There are humans that have grown up like not on Earth, like yeah. on other yeah. planets, and and maybe they've like not even visited Earth or mm-hmm. been there once or twice. But like their ancestries all from Earth. Oh yeah, there's all, not, all, yeah, there's all, not all like, humans are from Earth. Okay, yes. all mm-hmm. humans yeah. like originate from Earth. Okay. Yeah, like, like a lot of times, like, basically, whenever the series is happening, like whatever series is on right now, it will deal with current events. Okay. Like a matter of fact, the the new series Strange New Worlds just premiered today, as we're we're recording this Thursday, May fifth, and uh, at the very end of the episode. Uh, the captain is explaining to a brand new planet that they're making first contact with, like, you know, we went through uh, our struggles and everything. And then around uh, the the late tooth late near, near the right after the late 2000s, uh, we experienced a lot of up uh, uprising and they were showing footage from January 6th. I- Awesome. Like the noose hanging from them, like my the mm-hmm. chanting about Mike Pence and everything. They used that footage in the brand new episode of the series that premiered today. Yeah. I will say it's a little short sighted on their part because it's probably going to be much worse. Okay. <laughs> the footage that they're going to be showing when Star Trek actually happens. Well, it, it, it was like a series of, of things be, and that was in there. Uh, and then it like escalated from there talking about like, like basically like a, like Six hundred thousand species of animals and plants died, and then like a third of the planet's population was killed mm-hmm. during this like war after January sixth. Because they were talking about like we went from like this war to the eugenics wars, and then just to World War Three. Yeah, but basically between the mid twenty twenties and the twenty fifties. Yeah, there's like this war that lists like annihilates the planet. Which isn't yeah. far off from reality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, we'll probably lose the war on climate change. That's probably oh, going to be. <laughs> that's probably going to be our battle. Oh, they're yeah. just going to no, show. We're, we're already losing. They're that. just going to show like video of the the ice caps melting and like, cities going underwater. Yeah, but when, but but that's okay because. Uh, the, the the kid that that Rios stayed behind to raise forms a team that solves the problem of the of the the, the planets getting the, too hot. Well, yeah, like whatever the... I can't remember what they exactly... I can't remember exactly what they the, said. The, the, there was also the season finale of the P- Picard series today, too. Oh, and then yeah, they s- Spoiler that. for anyone who hasn't watched the show. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is coming out Monday. They got plenty of time. Whole three days. Yeah, they'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, based on just watching this episode alone, would you go on and watch any other Star Trek? Only the Ferengi episodes. <laughs> I, 
I want to just become an expert in Ferengi lore. Oh my god! Like that's the only thing I will. Th- like someone will bring up Star Trek, and I will talk about Quark for an hour. I'll, t- I'll tell you what. Between all of the different series, there's probably about twenty of them. I feel <laughs> like I could quickly become an expert in Ferengi lore. Yeah, you, you, you got a, you got Paramount Plus. Just the most hated, like the most hated part. Is it the most like hated episodes, or are there like theme episodes? No, that people no. Hate oh no, more? these aren't the most hated episodes. Well, but... Profit and Lace might be up there. Ooh, yeah. What Quark it? does like a cross dressing thing. Oh, I'm in. Yeah, I'm gonna see, become an uh, expert in Ferengi lore. It's cringy. Uh, I'll tell you what. I love that episode. <laughs> oh, he man. he can't take it, but I think that episode is fantastic. Why is it a Mrs. Doubtfire situation? More or less, yeah. <laughs> That's, that except, except except like the, the the doctor on the ship actually transforms him into a female Ferengi. It's not just like a cross dress. So is Quark like naked the whole time too? No, or? no, because he plays one of the uh, one of the more advanced Ferengi females that. Okay, so that's coward. That's coward shit. Never so, mind. Uh, I'm, I'm out on the episode. At the beginning of the Ma- magnificent Ferengi, I believe Zek contacts them, the old Ferengi, right, to tell them that that Moogie's been kidnapped, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's like the leader of the Ferengi. And, no, and, the, the, the Grand Nagus. Yeah. Zek. That's right. Okay. I was thinking Lek. How many Ferengi the, are there? Like millions? Uh, there, there, there's yeah, a whole there, planet. That's like a whole planet. Yeah, it's a whole... Yeah. Yeah. Ferenginar, is, Ferenginar is their, their home planet. Yeah. Um. So in in uh, in Prophet and Lace, you know, he, he's impressed with, with this... Uh, it is Zek in Prophet and Lace, right? That's yeah. who he's trying to... Who Quark dresses up for is court court trying to seduce someone no as... he's uh he's uh dressing up for the uh, the head of sluggo cola that's right what which is, is a which okay. is a ferengi based soda company which is a a soda made from beetles awesome yeah <laughs> it's they have a sluggo cola that guy <laughs> that's right Oof, for, for, i forget his name but it's not well, important. anyway this guy's impressed with the with the female that's has earned so much yeah, profit. Yeah, has, has been earning profit. Which is Moogie. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and so he wants to meet you know, a, a female. And, and so whatever happens, like, he the the female won't do it, so Quark has to do it and pretend to be her. Okay. I I did love when Moogie was giving, like, stock advice to her uh, captor. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of the captor, did you, did you do you realize who that was? No, he looked familiar to me, but I couldn't I couldn't make out who it was. It's Iggy Pop. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I was going to say, I, like the whole episode, I was like, I know who this guy is, but I can't put my finger on it. Yeah. Is, it, so, is Iggy Pop just a super fan who yeah. like wanted to be? Yeah. yeah. Wanted to it's, do it's, it. It's, it's, it comes like a from a long line of like musicians that were huge Star Trek fans that like somehow got an episode like Mick Fleetwood from Fleetwood Mac was in like full costume on an episode of Next Generation. It, 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 couldn't it, even tell who he, he looked like a fish. Him. That yeah that, that had, had zero lines. He was just the guy in the Do, costume. Does Iggy Pop show up anymore? Or no. he's just a captor after that? Because they do they they t- kidnap him, right? At the end of the episode, don't they take him as a yeah. hostage? They don't kill yeah. him. So yeah. I didn't know if they, he had they, a, they never show him again. Yeah. No. He just got he just got owned and then that's yeah. it. It, it. It's a long line of musicians and actors and stuff that just wanted to be a part of Star Trek. They just got like one off episodes. That's like cool. Well, like early on, like 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 Seth MacFarlane was in some episodes. Um, uh, Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine was in a couple episodes. Uh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, who are some other big ones? I know there were a couple other 
big. Uh, Stephen Hawking was in an episode. Yeah. Who, who'd Stephen Hawking play? Himself. Himself. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Yeah. He was, uh, he was in playing... a, a holodeck uh, where, where uh, Data, he's an android on the next generation, and uh, he, he wants to meet, like, or... He, he, are they playing poker? Playing poker. Yeah, yeah. He plays poker with a bunch of like famous people from Stephen history. Stephen Hawking, Albert Einstein, and uh, Mark not Mark Twain. I can't remember who the other one was. But yeah, just goofy stuff. But yeah, Star Trek guest stars. And like whether they can act or not is always going to be a crapshoot. I thought Iggy Pop did a good job. Well, my favorite thing about Iggy's role in that uh, Kivan, the Vorta that was... They were prisoner exchanging that they had to turn into like a remote control guy. He pronounced his name three different ways. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize. Because it was Kevin, Kevon, and Kevan. And he pronounced it all, <laughs> all three, three ways. Days. And they just didn't care. It ended. Yeah. It, 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 it quirked they probably just got Iggy Pop for like a day. Oh, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where so. is Kevon? <laughs> Ferengi, show yourselves. Like, not like to be kept waiting. Well, I take back what I said about him doing a good job. I felt like he had an intimidating presence. I felt like well, he, yeah. he did a good job. Yeah. He, did, he did pretty good. It was just the pronunciation of the one name. name of the thing you know, that the one thing getting. he had to figure but, out. But you know, he he is by far not the first actor in Star Trek, including the main character actors in Star Trek, to mess up the names of things <laughs> repeatedly, multiple care. times in one scene. Who's yeah. the who's the worst? Who's the worst one? Like the worst celebrity actor, worst celebrity actor that we've seen on there. Um, L- like like a guest that they yeah, had on like there, and and they just um, they're just ooh, bad. Man, trying to think, it's of, probably a musician. I would guess. Trying to think back to guest stars that they had on there that I was just like, mm. um, Sarah Silverman was great. Yeah, of course. You know, she was in like two episodes of Voyager. Oh yeah, I, like like a flashback to Earth episode. I can't I can't claim whether or not Terry Hatcher was good because I was too busy staring at her to really judge. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because it was it was like the late 80s Terry Hatcher, you know, so she was gorgeous. And but I think her her performance might have been a little a little iffy. (laughs) Stacey Abrams performance on Star Trek Discovery left a little to be desired with her delivery. Stacey Abrams was on Star Trek. Yeah, just recently. Awesome. Yeah. (laughs) She was her, her her lines were a little wooden in the delivery. It was short. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it got was just the, there it for one, a second. The one scene mainly. Well, right? she was the she, she was the president of Earth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they had like a hopeful future, you know. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Which so oh, that was that pissed a lot of people off too. <laughs> that she was the president of Earth. Yeah. I mean, the biggest like the most offensive part that it was an American that we decided to make president of Earth. Well, I wouldn't have cho- I wouldn't have gone with an American. Well, it was the fact that it was Stacey Abrams that well, like, but divided a lot of people. Was was she playing a human though? Yeah. Okay. From the, from the looks of it, I mean, they didn't but, do any prosthetics of any kind, don't they? What? And she, I, I, it would be funny if they were just like, this is Stacey Abrams. Right. She's the president of Earth. She like lived. <laughs> she's lived. The, she was, she's actually an immortal being. The cryogenically frozen body of Stacey Abrams. <laughs> she's president now. <laughs> yeah. So, um, a lot of Star Trek de- deals with like modern stuff. I mean, going back to the sixties, but like, a lot of today's fans, there's a there's a very vocal minority of people that are talking about how 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 Star Trek is too woke. 
<laughs> oh, no? yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like in every single just because fan of base of everything. Progressive politics. Yeah. And it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Like, like you do comedy. Have you ever been called out for like being having like a woke take? I mean, that thing e- that exists so much in comedy. That's like yeah. half the arguments that me specifically know because I like shitting yourself can't be woke. <laughs> it's neutral. It's not PC <laughs> or woke. That's fair. <laughs> It's just the human. It's the human human experience. <laughs> oh my god! Let's let's actually yeah. move on to the comedy aspect of this because um, of this episode. Yeah, it was it was it was very funny. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, but, but I mean, just your comedy in general. <laughs> yeah, no. so, I mean, because we do, we always cover both. We'll do like one half the episode, and one okay. half you know talking about you and what you do. Yeah, I. Uh... So like what like what what got you first into comedy? Like what was your jumping off point that made you want to get into doing I didn't comedy? Have anything else to do? I just felt like <laughs> I just felt like it was this or nothing. I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I uh I don't know. I was into it. I was into comedy, yeah. and I always like wanted to be a funny person. I was like I made a few YouTube videos when I was in high school, and I with friends, really and then know. it bummed me out when they decided not to make more and like <laughs> I used to watch whose line is it anyway when I was okay. a kid and like play whose line is it anyway at lunch and then oh, really? get bummed out when we didn't play that anymore, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I've always like really liked it, and then. I got to the point where I was about ready to graduate college, and I was like, what the, I, I'm going to do nothing, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I better do something. So yeah. I worked up the courage to do an open mic. I went to the open mic at the Comedy Attic for like three months. Oh, Bloomington? Yeah, okay. every single week I would just go and watch all and right. just sit in the back and drink and watch. You're just kind of just kind of learning, just, like yeah, seeing I, how people crafted. I things. thought you were going to say lurk, and I was. Well, that too. I was lurking and just watching these open mics, and then uh, eventually I uh, like wrote a bunch of post-it notes to myself, calling myself like a bitch <laughs> for not for not signing up to do the open mic, and then I eventually like read that post-it note too many times, and I was like, yeah, I'll just send an email. <laughs> Yeah, and then go. I did it, and I had fun, and then I just didn't quit. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I'm here. Now, who were who were some of like your early influences that kind of made you want to get up and do like the stand up stuff? Uh, I don't like like you mentioned whose line is it anyway? But that's more improv yeah, that's type improv. Stuff. Um, I like liked improv before I liked stand up. Same, but I never did improv. Like I never, I never even like imagined myself doing improv yeah. just because I never thought I could be like quick enough that on quick. my feet. Yeah, yeah. and like stand ups written, so that always seemed like better <laughs> to it's, me. It's just predestined. Yeah, I don't know. I got into like. Yeah, I got into Louis C.K. <laughs> like, well, really, okay. yeah. yeah. But everybody of that era. Early, early on, er, Louis C.K. Yeah. as an influence is fine now. Yeah, which as is why. you can acknowledge that he's yeah, which turned is, into a piece of shit now. Which is, uh, that's, for my generation of comics, I'd say that's a ton of people. That yeah, oh got yeah. into Louis C.K. or Bill Hicks. I yeah, got really into Bill Hicks and then... Louis, and then I started doing stand up, and then mm. I just found a bunch of other comics that I liked a lot. Okay, like like, like regional, national. Yeah, um, just people in the local scene that I liked, and okay. then like headliners at the Comedy Attic would have because I could just like go and see them live and yeah. see them like like I like after I started like I got really into Kyle Kinnick. 
Kyle Kyle Kinane. Love Kinane. Yeah, he's my he's probably my favorite comic. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I uh, without it. Yeah, he's my favorite comic. And I got super into Kyle Kinane and uh, Mike Birbiglia. Oh God, he's he's one of the greatest storytellers he's great. ever. And then John Mulaney. And those are probably Man. like my like main people now. I'm Maria Bamford. <laughs> Maria Bamford is so divisive just because she's so weird. It's it it's it, like it's definitely weird, but like but she's like, she's she's, up great. There. she's in my my top five yeah, comics of all time. She's, she's great. Ugh. Um, I was I was disappointed when it, when uh, when they canceled Lady Dynamite on Netflix. Oh yeah, that was great. Yeah, because I mean yeah. she had all of her friends on there. Pat Oswalt was on there. Brian Posehn. Everybody would just pop in for like an episode or two, and then just pop right back out. But like I don't know, in the early like uh, 2010s, it felt like there was kind of a boom in like alt comedy. Um, yeah. Then the comedy attic would have like all of these people, and I got to watch them and yeah. Great, like uh, Rory Scovel. Oh and, God! Like, just I've I've only got to see him live once, but he, he killed incre- incredible. Um, I've only got to see him once too, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is funny he, as a comedian. Uh, I yeah, mean, you I know I, all I, these clubs. And I everything. saw him at the Comedy Attic, and I was like, I can't wait to see this guy again. And then I never, just never did. Never did. <laughs> um, great though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, that's kind of how my relationship with it and now it's weird but i can't even like watch stand-up specials very much anymore <laughs> you're, like, you're just start critiquing them too much and not even that it's just like i'm just tired of it <laughs> like i've seen so much of it that it's like i know where a lot of things are gonna go yeah i could kind of see the play before it happens not yeah. all the time and like some specials are still like very enjoyable for me to watch yeah. But it's just sometimes it's just hard to watch stand up anymore just because I've watched thousands of hours of it. Right. <laughs> and when you see thousands of hours of anything, sometimes when you want to entertain yourself, you'll just watch Bar Rescue instead. <laughs> <laughs> Which is on Paramount Plus. Which is on Paramount also Plus. Also the home of Star Trek right now. Yeah. Uh, but then there's like comedy specials that like kind of take you off guard. Like um, uh, who's the guy that created Chappelle show? With- um, um. Brennan, Neil Brennan. Neil Brennan. His, yeah. uh, his, his, like his three mics. Yeah, I've heard special that. Was... I never watched it. Oh, but I heard it's great. I've, I've heard it's great. It's like one of those things where I know I would, I would like it, but it's like the best combination because he has like one for like one microphone for like one liners, one for like just regular stand up, and then another one for like kind of like the more serious yeah, storytelling type yeah. stuff. And he just bounces throughout all three different microphones. It is like one of the most innovative specials I've ever seen. Yeah, I I probably I need to watch that just for like the innovation of it. Yeah, but, like sometimes it is just uh, it's just hard for me to watch it as much anymore. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I won't. I rewatched Chris Rock's special after he got slapped. Uh, I rewatched Tambourine, oh, which was his newest one, which I I like a lot. There's some bits in there that I really like, yeah. but I don't know. My relationship's different with it now than it used to be. Oh, like, I'm as, sure. As a fan, but I think everyone would say that. Yeah. Now, like, your comedy is, <laughs> uh, let's say, uh, self-deprecating. Yeah, yeah, too much. I need, I need to, like, move to a different topic. <laughs> I've had so many people come. I've had people come up to me after shows and be like, 
man, it was funny, but damn, it's kind of sad, too. <laughs> it's just like, ah, I don't know. I don't want that, you know? I don't... Because I just... What, that, that's what I like to talk about. Because what's your what's your line about the... What's your, what's your white chocolate line? Oh, what's uh... That? My ex-girlfriend gave me a stripper name. She called me White Chocolate because she wasn't sure why I exist. <laughs> uh... one of my favorite Yeah. Lines. Um... And, uh... <laughs> I like that, mm-hmm. but when you start doing like twenty-five minute sets, yeah, just just ragging you can't on yourself. Like, yeah, you can't like. I don't know. I'd like to be more observational or yeah. uh, talk about things that are happening, but well, anytime I try to write something like that, I'm like, eh, I'll, I'll just write about how I hate myself again. <laughs> <laughs> because otherwise, you're just going to wind up killing yourself. Yeah. Either, either that or like, you know, you're going to have just like so many people coming up to you after the show. Me, are you okay? Yeah, people ask me that. I'm like, I'm fine. I said it. Like, I'm the yeah. one who said it. I don't have a problem. I don't really have that a problem with myself. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm acknowledging my shit. It's just right like now. I'm just like so narcissistic that that me is the only thing I could write about. I can't write <laughs> beyond myself, which right. sucks. <laughs> I yeah. wish I wish I could. Well, but I mean, then you have like the, the like the story about how you used to uh, be a be a garbage collector. Yeah, with the collecting the, the, dead, the dead horse. horse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not self-deprecating. Yeah, that, that's just, yeah, that's just a thing. That, yeah, that's just yeah. a great story. That was a bad thing that happened to me. <laughs> I, Simply, uh, how old were you when you were doing that? I was that? like 21. Okay. All yeah. Right. Ooh, wow. Actually, younger than that. I, I think I couldn't even legally drink then. I was like 19. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So for anybody that doesn't know, Mitchell was a garbage collector, and he went by a place that had a dead horse. Yeah. In yeah. the front, and they wanted him to pick it up because didn't they spray paint the word trash, trash on it? Trash on it, yeah. <laughs> um, I remember specifically about that job that a bunch of like a bunch of my friends from my hometown um, did like jobs for the city. They would all yeah. apply for jobs for the city, and my two like best friends got this job where they just drove around in a truck and did nothing. Basically, <laughs> there were like so many make work jobs for the city <laughs> that everyone else got. And then me, they were like, well, we're putting you on the garbage truck. <laughs> I was like, ah, you couldn't give me like a make work job. You couldn't right. get me like I and like my friends, plastic bag my friends tree, would like go it. to break and they'd be like, yeah, we've been on break for an hour. And the garbage trucks would meet meet at the same. Everyone meet at the same gas station. Uh-huh. I would be covered in sweat and like shit and maggots. Oh. And they would be just chilling, chilling. <laughs> What did I do to deserve this? I mean, it kind of made for your future you know, career. Yeah, I mean, I got a joke out of it, I guess. I, yeah. I, I, it's surprising I don't have more. Yeah, I know, really. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure if you think back, you could probably have, like, a whole, like, Larry the Cable the, Guy type thing. It's just Mitchell Mitchell the Trash Man. There's this, uh, I, I, I tried this a few times, but, like, I was on the garbage truck one time. And the song Beth by Kiss came on the radio. <laughs> I hear you calling. And the the guy who's driving the truck pulled it over to the side of the road and cried for the rest of the song. What? And then. You he, heard this song, right, Mike? Beth? Yeah, yeah. I know Beth. And then, and then it, he's crying and it's just me and him and Beth is playing. And then the song ends and he just goes like. Thanks, man. I needed that. And then we just started driving and collecting trash again. And like that's I don't know why I can't get it on the work on stage, but it's it's a, such a weird thing that just, happened to me. 
Mainly because I'm picturing just some like older, burlier dude yeah. just pulling over, crying to like a song Peter Chris sung, yeah. and got the hand <laughs> while he was handing out roses to the front row. Yeah, he was bawling to Beth. I'm just <laughs> sitting here in this big truck. Probably on like a Wednesday morning. Yeah. <laughs> he was just crying, and then I had to go pick up a couch. <laughs> What the hell? Remember the acoustic version in Phantom of the Park? Oh, yeah. Oh, was it when they're, when they're sitting around the pool? Yeah. Have you seen that, Mitchell? No, Kiss I have Kiss Me's the Phantom of the Park? Oh, God, that sounds oh, interesting. It was like a made-for-TV movie, what, like 1978 or something crazy S- like that? Some, something like that. Yeah. And they were like, Kiss was performing at this, like, amusement park, and, like, they all literally had magic powers, but they had talisman but, like, there was some evil mad scientist that was, like, trying to, like, initially take over the amusement park and then taking over the world with these, like, animatronic, like, <laughs> werewolves that would come out and jazz dance at you at certain points. I, I really miss when culture was like that. I wasn't yeah. alive for a lot of it, but, like, no one's willing to get weird like that anymore. No. No one's, no one's doing that. No, well, we were talking before the podcast about, yeah. like, because, like, you have featured on comedy shows with, with, with Bobcat Goldthwait recently. And we brought up the movie Shakes the Clown, which yeah. if any of our listeners have not heard Shakes the Clown, have you seen Shakes the Clown, Mike? Yeah, you didn't chime in earlier. Uh, I remember the movie. Okay. Um, yeah, sorry, I was busy doing stuff when you were talking yeah. about it. Um, yeah, I, I I remember it. I I saw it uh, maybe once or twice back when it first came out, oh, man. Uh, but I, I didn't really get into it. Get into it again, because like that is the type of weird thing that like, you know, like, like well, like I was telling you, like basically Bobcat Goldthwait took his police academy money and was just like, I'm going to make my own movie with my friends. And it's just going to be about an alcoholic party clown <laughs> who eventually has a redemption story. And hey. We're going to somehow get Robin Williams to come in for like a day and be a mime. That, and yeah. he's going to be the biggest asshole <laughs> of a mime you've ever seen. <laughs> and like nobody seems to do projects like that. Yeah, anymore, you don't, would love you to don't see really that. see anything like that anymore, which is a bummer. I would love to see a movie like that. Just yeah. a bizarre, like freakish thing with, you know, stand up comedians, you know. But, or like co- uh, we were talking about Dirty Work earlier, like a project like that. Yeah, with Norm MacDonald. Yeah, yeah, where it's just some stand up comic directs a movie with that's just absurd just a bunch of state of comics. <laughs> yeah. yeah and no one acts particularly well and no. it's great i think like the closest thing we've gotten to that anymore is um when adam scott would like partner with adult swim and they would like recreate uh the opening credits for like old 70s tv shows yeah um and i can't remember who he was doing those with but yeah he had those those were fantastic. Uh, I, Paul Rudd was in Paul Rudd. That's right. I actually just thought of an example of they were made probably like five years ago. Have you seen Punching Henry and Punching the Clown? I've heard of it. They're I've... very funny. Henry Henry Phillips directed it, and Who's... that's a bunch of. There's Where would a bunch I know of, Henry Phillips from? Uh, he's a stand-up comic. Okay. Um, he's been. I know the name. The comedy addict a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and he uh, he has like a, something called Henry's Kitchen, um, which is just him doing like cooking, okay, and comedy. He's also got a an album from a character he made called Jose Suicido that's called Let's Get Suicidal, and <laughs> it's one of the funniest albums ever. <laughs> look that one. Yeah, up look up Let's Get Suicidal by Jose Suicido, and. <laughs> wow. uh, you you won't. I 
<laughs> on Apple Music, uh, someone, one of my friends saw that I was listening to something called Let's Get Suicidal. Oh. And they were like, hey, are you okay? Like, yeah. Between your stand-up and I'm, you listening to this? I'm so good. <laughs> I No, I highly recommend it. But he did two uh, movies that are uh, along those lines. Punching okay. Punch Henry and Punching, Punching the, the Clown. clown. Okay, I've, got I've, like, heard, uh, I've heard both the titles. They're but... both great. Uh Punching Henry, I think, has like Tignataro. It has Tignataro in it. Uh, Tignataro is also in Star Trek now. Oh yeah, she's on it. She's on Star Trek. Star Trek Discovery as Lieutenant Jet Reno. She's like an engineer that like fixes fixes stuff with duct tape. That rocks. Tignataro would be great. I mean, I don't know anything about Star Trek, but I feel like Tignataro would be great. What's great about it is that Tignataro is basically Tignataro on the show. Yeah, that's 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 great. Just. Biting and dry and just like a like kind of an asshole. That's so perfect. Mostly interested in candy. Yeah. Perfect. Black, black licorice. Yeah. Um, I think Sarah Silverman's in it too. I mean, there's just a, there's like a vast nice. array of people. Great, great movie. Interesting. I'm actually probably going to watch it when I get home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> probably going to actually do that. If nothing else, you need to get into Star Trek Lower Decks. You don't, it, okay. it helps to know. Does it have like my friends in it? That's what I call the the Ferengis now. My friends. There, there my, is, there's, a couple there's a couple episodes. Okay. There's I, one that's kind of Ferengi based. I want to become like yeah. a Ferengi lore expert. Well, like I just want to, I only want to know about that. <laughs> Lower decks you'd probably enjoy because the cast is uh, uh, like Eugene Cordero, uh, Tawny Newsom, Paul F. Tompkins, um, Paul Shear, okay. uh, just like uh, Jack Quaid. Jack Quaid. It's like a ton of comedians. Jerry O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell uh-huh. is, the, is the number one. Yeah. Um, Phil Lamar. And it's like, yeah, uh, just a ton of comedians. The the uh, the creator is one, is one of the co-creators of Rick and Morty and then also Solar Opposites. Okay. On Hulu. And he like Mike, loves Mike McMahon. Mike McMahon. Yeah. It's called Lower Decks. Star, it's, 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 it's on Paramount Plus. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yep. Star, I, Star Trek Lower Decks. I think you'd probably enjoy it, there especially are, if coming from just from a I need to like, perspective. I'm going to slowly get into it. I think. Yeah, yeah. I liked that episode. I did. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I consider Magnus Magnificent Ferengi one of the uh, probably one of the funniest episodes out of all of Star Trek. Yeah, it's incredibly when they killed the guy on accident when they oh, killed yeah. the hostage on yeah, accident. Yeah, that's like a laugh out loud like, moment. Incredible. Uh, when I, I was on an episode of Trek Ranks that was like the funniest, you know, pick your five funniest episodes. Oh, yeah. And I think, I think that was my number one episode. Most likely. It had to have been. Yeah. It, it's so, th- when they kill the hostage, when the dead hostage body just walks into the wall yeah. over <laughs> which and is, over. Which is also a subtle reference to an episode of original Star Trek called Spock's Brain, where they, someone steals Spock's brain and they have to. Uh, put a thing on his head and control him with a remote control. And, and they was, were doing that. Yeah, it was like the spot. same thing. Oh, that's so kind of a little throwback thing. There. Um, um, the my, hand cutting was great too. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When they Mo- Moogie, right? Yeah. Where they tried to cut Moogie's hand well, to make sure yeah, she that, is that another. That's reference? part of the ongoing story in the show. Are with there the, the, the Dominion War, and mm-hmm. yeah, they're making sure they're not changelings. Uh, probably my favorite line in that episode is is when Rom starts to introduce everybody to Kivon. You know, he's like, "This is Nog, and I'm Rom, and this is you know." And Quark interrupts him. He's like, "He doesn't care." And then and then Kivon says, "Truer words have never been spoken." <laughs> um, I actually, 
Um, so what's going on between the Federation and the Dominion? What's they're they're at war. Okay, like they're the, at war. So the, the, so the Dominion is from a different quadrant of the galaxy, but there's a wormhole right outside of Deep Deep Space Nine, which is like the home space station. And so, like, they're trying to pre prevent the Dominion from coming over and taking over that quadrant. So does every single Star Trek series have, like, a main villain? Like, Deep Space Nine is Not the Dominion? Really. Okay, I didn't know if it was that was basically what they were separated. Actually, Deep Space Nine is pretty much the only show that kind of has an ongoing main, like, main villain, villain yeah. like, like that. Uh, the other shows are, mo especially back then, the other shows were all more like one villain of the off week. episodes. Villain of the yeah. week. And this yeah. just has like a consistent like. So it, I know we're like, I want to know how, like how they do morality on this show. Are the Dominion like a clear evil? Or oh, yeah. are, okay, they're just a clear, oh, they're yeah. just a big bad. It's not like they're morally like ambiguous. Or they're for, just for the most part. Fighting so, over their own material needs. A, a lot of times on on Star Trek, they'll introduce somebody and then, and then they'll be a villain right off the bat. Mm -hmm. And then later they'll give them moments of like redemption, slight redemption, yeah. and like you think, oh, maybe I like them again. No, no, they're evil. They're they're yeah. just evil. Uh, yeah, Gold Dukat is probably the perfect like most Trump he, character. He he just he just like you know you know he's evil, but then they keep giving him these moments where you think, well, maybe he's turned around. Maybe he's nope nope he's evil again. No, the 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 Cardassians <laughs> were like the other main big bad on Deep Space Nine, and like so many people have made the comparison, like because that was years ago. But like the way that he was like trying to like make, he like he actually uttered the word uttered the words make Cardassia great again, <laughs> and so people have started like photoshopping like the red hat on him and everything, and it's like oh that's too perfect. Yeah. Oh wow! Attention, Bajoran workers. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I think we're getting towards a pretty good wrap up point. Mitchell, um, where can people follow you online um, uh, since I'm, you're moving to Chicago? I'm now. on Instagram at uh, Mitchell Potts Tater Tots. <laughs> Um, I'm on Twitter at I'm Mitchell Potts, and then you know, don't add me on Facebook. Just well, why? Why not? I don't know. So that's, that's, you can add me on Facebook if you really want to. That, that, that's Tater Tots plural. Yeah, that's yeah. Mitchell Potts Tater Tots. Okay, yeah. okay. Just just like his last name, Potts yes. is plural. Tots yes. is also plural. Okay, one T. It's a little poem I wrote. Now that's that's the same on Venmo, isn't it? Um, Venmo, it's I'm Mitchell Potts. I'm Mitchell Potts. Yeah. Okay, because I've, I've I've sent you money for ice cream. I oh I appreciated that too. <laughs> Did I ever send you? I sent you the picture of it, right? Yeah, that yeah. Was, you, it you, was you, conditional on the picture. You, you you tagged me on Instagram. What? Did I scream? Daddy needs ice cream so many times on the yeah. podcast. Yes. That... <laughs> Yeah. I didn't call myself daddy enough on this podcast. I was doing you it. You didn't out, at all until just I, now. Yeah, I actually was uh, doing it out of respect. Oh, thanks, Mitchell. <laughs> yeah, I know how much you hate it. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> part, of, part of Mitchell's act, he calls himself daddy a few times. And then on the Cook on High for 30 Minutes podcast, you also refer to yourself as daddy. Hundreds quite of a times. Few times. <laughs> Hundreds of times. In fact, the episode that I guested on, you called yourself daddy like four times. Yeah, I, I wanted to do a more that episode because <sighs> I know I know how much it bothers you. <sighs> but I only got to I only got to deal with it one more time with you being as an as an Indianapolis yeah. comedian. And then, you know, Chicago. And then it's like twice, two or three times a year. I got to hear you say. Yeah, daddy. You, you won't have to hear it very much longer. <laughs> You could just you could just start doing cameos. No, oh, I will. And just call just call yourself. What a daddy. sad person you would have to be to buy a Mitchell Potts cameo. <laughs> I mean, price it low enough. I'm sure somebody would. <laughs> Two bucks. <laughs> oh, happy birthday. <laughs>
All right. Well, thanks for coming on, Mitchell. It's thanks for having me. We're it was sad fun talking to, Star Trek. We're sad we had you on, and now you're moving away, just like every other comedian we've had on. That's that's the way of the world. I mean, so hey, other comedians, you want to you want to move your career on? Come on, Five Year Mission, the podcast. <laughs> Hey, do you like five-year mission and do you like getting exclusive content? Then you should check us out on Patreon if you haven't already. Over there, you can become a patron of five-year mission and that way you'll get all kinds of cool stuff that nobody else gets because they're not on Patreon. Things like videos and pictures, early releases, exclusive releases. Uh, We just put a live album on there recently that's only available on Patreon and we have different tiers where you get different perks. You can be a lieutenant commander, you can be a captain, you can be an admiral. And one of the perks for being an admiral is that you get to be a producer on this podcast. Currently, our admiral producers are Neil Carpenter, Roxy and Becky, Carol Jones, Jen Tift, Helen Lake, Steve and Frankie Palopoli, Debbie Rinke, Madison Rachel Jones, and of course, Jim Morehouse. Your name could be on this list. Just head over to patreon.com slash five-year mission right now and sign up. That's patreon.com slash the number five-year mission. Fansets.com is your home for all things pin-related that you're ever going to need, from Star Trek to DC to... Harry Potter and everything else you're looking for, head over to fansets.com. They just introduced the new ship line. These pins are huge. I got to witness them first thing, firsthand in Chicago, and they are gorgeous. They also just recently released the motion picture Delta, uh, both in pinback and magnetic. And also, they are releasing some ship commemorative pins uh, for like the Shenzhou and things along those lines, and they look pretty neat. So head on over to fansets.com, enter the new discount code TREKGEEKS, that's T-R-E-K-G-E-E-K-S, no spaces, all caps, TREKGEEKS, get 10% off your entire order. Fansets, our pins have character, and we thank Fansets for sponsoring each and every episode of Five Year Mission, the podcast. episode of five year mission the podcast if any of you are interested in listening to more of our music you can check us out on youtube or spotify or itunes or pretty much anywhere that you can listen to music just search for five year mission and we should be the first thing that comes up if you would like to contact us in regards to the podcast or anything else that you want to talk to us about you can email us at five year mission band at gmail.com and for more information about the band you can go to five year mission.net and also follow us on facebook instagram and twitter Five-Year Mission, the podcast, is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. 
For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Uh-huh.